Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Chop Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Masa Midbar Yom. So we have seen Yeshayahu use the um, vehicle of an attack on a nation, an individual nation that has been a tormentor of B'nai Yisrael, an oppressor, and you've got to bear in mind, and certainly not lose sight of, that here, where we're going to do Bavel at the beginning, that this is 150 years before the events that are described therein. In other words, 150 years before the destruction that Yeshayahu is predicting, Bavel, as we say, was a speck on the international scene. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't even in the picture. Ashur was the power that was to be. And yet, Yeshayahu prophesied everything exactly as it occurred. So now he's turning to Bavel really for the third time because Bavel was such an evil, terrible, influence and um, destroyer, literal destroyer of the bias Rishon, sent B'nai Yisrael into Golas, that he focuses so much of the time and his uh, Nebuah on Bavel. Now he is predicting that Bavel is about to meet a foe more than worthy as an adversary, specifically Paras, Persia, and Madai. So the Navi begins, Pasuk Aleph, Masa Midbar Yom Kesupos Vanegev Lechalof Midbar Bome Eretz Noroah. So this Chazon, this prophecy, is concerning Midabaros Yom Kesupos Vanegev, the Western Desert. Um, Bavel occupied the western part of the desert uh, above north of Israel, while Paras and Madai were the eastern part. And this is going to be a prophecy against Bavel on the western desert, where there are powers moving in on the eastern desert, and they are going to be Kesupos Hanegev. They are going to be like whirlwinds in the desert as they march towards Bavel. Me'eretz Nora, they are coming from an awesome land. In other words, the combined armies of um, Paras and Madai are worthy of Bavel. They have a tremendous army, they have great wealth, and they are a feared rival. Pasuk Bey's Chazos Kosher, who got me, this is Yeshayahu talking. The Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving me a very tough nebuah, a very harsh vision. Uh, and he uses a beautiful turn of phrase, says, Habogade, Bogade, Shodade, Shodade. The um, betrayer is going to be betrayed. The robber, the Shodade, is going to be robbed. In other words, Paras and Madai are perfect in their 
treachery in their robbery. They are the equal of Bavel. Bavel is meeting a very worthy rival. Moreover, Koan Hishvati says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, I am about to end the suffering and the sighing, the Anchasa of Parasu Madai, because obviously Bavel has um, oppressed them as well. That is all about to end. And so then another he says, Alkain Malu Masnai Chalchala Sirim Achazu Kitsirei Yolada. So fearsome is the prophetic impact of what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is to do on Babel that Yeshayahu himself, who is a man of great compassion, we see even on the enemies of Babel, he says, I am filled with trembling. Malumasni Chalala. Uh, pains, sirim achuzani, kitsire yoleda. Pains have seized a hold of me when I contemplate this, much like the pains of a woman in childbirth. Now, basi mishmoa, I recoil from hearing what is to happen, nivalasi mi ros. I recoil, uh, I am too shocked to see it. Now Yeshayahu switches to the internal voice of Belshazzar, who is now the king of Bavel, and is about to experience his last night on earth in this prophecy. Says Belshazzar in an internal monologue, uh, My heart is bewildered. I am gripped by trembling uh, what has happened is that Neshef Hashuki Shomlon Harada, the night of my pleasure, this is going to be the greatest night in my kingship, has turned into trembling. Orach Hashulchan, my table was set, Sopo Hatsofis, light the lamp, Echol, Shoso, eat and drink, make memory, Kikumu Hasarim. Mishchem again. Arise, officers, oil your shield. Malshetzar, <coughs> who is the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, we saw the king that succeeded him as Evel Morodach, who, from a Jewish standpoint, was very good to the Jewish exile community. Um, in fact, Mephoshim say that the whole concept of where the Jews grew so comfortable in their exile was because Ebel Morodach, we saw he took King Yehoiachin out of his prison after 17 years. He elevated him to a status of equal to the kings that were in his uh, captive household. And so Jews began to feel comfortable. Not so with Belshazzar. Belshazzar was a bad, bad person. What he does here is he has been told by his advisors that on this very night, the 70th year of where Yermiyahu gives the Nevius that after 70 years I will return to take you out of there back to Yerushalayim, that time has passed. Believe it or not, Belshazzar was very conversant with that Nevius, and he has been told, you are in the clear. Seventy years have passed, but they're wrong. It is a terrible miscalculation. 
The 70 years are measured from the ascent of Nebuchadnezzar to the throne. He thinks. It's not. The 70 years are from the actual Hurman, the actual Golos into Babel, which occurs eight years later. So he is eight years short. So it's not the end of the 70th year. But Belshazzar, in his folly, makes a giant feast to commemorate what he thinks is the end of the 70-year wait. It's not going to happen. He is going to reign securely on his throne and stages a giant party, uh, a party that is really nothing more than a um, debauched orgy. What he does in his confident mood is take out all the kalim of the base Hamikdash that Nebuchadnezzar had captured and has the courtesans, the women, the harlots, drink and eat from those kalim from the base Hamikdash. He himself puts on the garments of the Kohen Gadol and suddenly, without warning, a disembodied hand appears on the wall and writes out the Aramaic description, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Ufarsim. He doesn't know what that means. They summon one of the people that Nebuchadnezzar had exiled originally, Daniel, as we know. Daniel is a prophet, is already famed for his ability to interpret dreams, to advise, to counsel. And he asks him what it means, and Daniel says, it means literally, I have weighed, I have weighed, and found you wanting, and that your regime is about to end. And that night, the Mepharshim say, one of his own men, Belshazzar, assassinates him. He is killed. Uh, and so that brings the ascendancy of Poras Umadai, and um, Yeshayahu now says he tells a guard go up there on the high point of the city and report out what you see. But raw Rechev comes back, uh, and this, by the way, we're going to have as a common metaphor a watchman, a watchman that reports back as matters develop. What do you see? He sees a chariot with two men. The two men, of course, are Daryavesh, the king of um, Madai, and Cyrus, Koresh, the king of Paras. He sees two men in the chariot. That is a metaphor for what's about to occur. And he sees the chariot pulling a um, a chariot with a camel and one with a chamor, which indicates that this isn't going to be, it should normally be a horse, this isn't going to be so fast, but it will happen. Pekshiv Keshev Rav Kashev, and he listened carefully with attention. Vayikra Aryeh al and the lion calls out. The lion is a metaphor. Some say it is Habakuk, who Habakuk, who is a younger colleague of Yeshayahu, one of the Nevi'im of Treosar, 
And one of the reasons it is said to be Habakkuk is Aryeh and Habakkuk equal each other in Gematria. And he says, uh, the watchman, I am standing on the lookout, Anochi Omei Tamid Yomom Amishmarto, Anochi Nitzav Kol Halelos, I stay on all of the nights. Metaphor for the Kaddish Baruch Hu, protecting Yisrael through the nights, the dark nights of Golos. Prashim Bayan, and now um, a man chariot with a pair of riders comes and says, Nafla, Nafla, double Lashon, Babel, Sile, Elokecha, Shiber, Laoretz. All its idols have been smashed to the ground. Medushasi uben groni, my granary floor, my thresh grain. Shamoa meis Hashem, I had heard from Hashem, Elokei Yisrael, he gods ilochem. The Kaddish Baruch Hu has told me uh, what has happened. In other words, the mighty Bavel is no more than loose grain on the floor of a threshing hole. And so that ends the regime of Bavel in a single night, ignominiously, and with not to be heard from again, as we said, Bavel is just a um, rubble. It is a field of rubble. Everything has been destroyed. Now, conversely, we're going to have a two-sentence prophecy over another nation, a historical tormentor of B'nai Yisrael, Edom. Really, Edom is symbolic, as Rashi says, not symbolic, is in actuality um, Rome. It is Rome and the Gullus that comes from Rome. Bear in mind that the difference between Rome and Bavel is that Bavel, we knew from the outset, is 70 years. Yermio says, after 70 years, I will come and get you. Um, Bavel was 70 years. Rome, as we saw Tishabov two days ago, continues to this very day. And so we pick it up on Yud Alef Masa Dumya. Dumya is, um, as you can see, scrambled form of Edom, meaning Edom. Dumya was also uh, one of the children of Yishmael. So Masa Dumya, Dumya means silence. Eli Kara Seir, the voice comes from Seir. We know that Esau uh, is, gets is his Nachal Har Seir, so it is the capital city of Esau. Uh, Shmer ma milayla, Shomer ma maliel. Watchman, what about the night? Watchman, what about the night? Which gives rise to that very famous phrase, Watchman, how goes the night? The night, of course, is the endless night of Golos. When will this be over? When will we see the light from uh, the exile? Shomer mami lil. Oma shomer aha boker begam laila. Morning has come, and there is also night. That you will have morning, 
that this exile will end and then it will recede into night darkness will overtake but here is the solution if you want it if you want the gullus to end in Tivoyun ask for it want it shuvu also return and it will be yours. Another word, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, is saying, it's yours for the asking. All you have to do is ask for this long night of exile to end, and it will be done. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, uh, Sadi Zion, says every sign of the Moshiach or of the Golas ending has come and passed. Now there is nothing left for B'nai Yisrael to do but Shuva and Masim Tobin, that will do it. You want the Golas to end? You alone have the power to end it with your Shuva. That is the message to the people of B'nai Yisrael. And so it is a message that we still have today that again, this is in our power to end. All we have to do is ask for it. Tomorrow, another perennial oppressor of Israel, um, the sons of Yishmael, uh, literally the kingdoms of Arabia. Adkan, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow.